0: the Retirement Domination Life After Work podcast with Tom Jacobs and Michelle McCormick.
1: Here again with Tom Jacobs. And Tom, every time I talk to you, we talk about a couple things. Well, three things. One, money. Two, retirement. But you always get fishing in there. I love to fish. We yeah. are Great Lake State. We've got, can you name them all? H-O-M, homes.
0: What are you trying to name the, the, all the Great Lakes? The Lakes. Superior, Ontario,
1: Erie, Michigan. What are we missing? Here I'm... <laughs> 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 Homes, right, here on Ontario. Anyway, this is the hotbed. This is the place to fish if you like to fish. Yeah. That's your passion. This is your pastime. This is what you do. If Tom has a free weekend, you're on the water, in the water, where what are you doing? You know, I actually own
0: another business which is called the Great Lakes Tournament Trail, and we host, run and promote fishing tournaments. So You do? We start the year <laughs> in Michigan City, we work our way up the coast, we end in Traverse City, um, and we host and run fishing fishing
1: tournaments, but yeah, that is definitely my passion. How did this start? Were you a little kid Where's your, with a zippy fishing pole, Zebco fishing pole?
0: I did start with a Zebco. There's no doubt about you did? it. When our family moved to Michigan, my dad bought a boat, just a just a little crummy boat. And we kept it out in Grand Haven and we would just go out and fish after work. And shortly after starting that, I realized this is about the most fun thing a guy could possibly do and got totally hooked. And we'd watch these charter boats come in and out of the pier. And back in the day, they used to put a little flag for every fish they would catch. So they'd be coming in. I'd see 12 flags I mean, and go, that guy caught 12 fish today.
1: That's what those flags are for? The ones that with all the, I never knew yeah. that.
0: that. That was it. My dad and I would be coming in with one fish, two fish, no fish. And I'm like, dad, we got to figure this stuff out. So at 12 years old, I applied to be a mate and I got the job and it was with a guy named George Bullhouse who ran the Gary boy, one of the pioneers in the sport fishing business. George yelled at me pretty consistently for about five summers. George was a yeller, but he taught me how to fish (laughs) and and how to catch fish. Let's
1: let's wait. I'm stopping you one minute. You're 12 years old, and you have the wherewithal to fill out a job application, bring it to Mr. Bullhouse. By the way, if you're from Michigan, you know that name. Bullhouse Charters. Bullhouse Charters out of Grand Haven, Michigan.
0: So I did write a letter, and it was the crummiest letter, and George saved it and showed it to me years and years later, which was just absolutely funny. (laughs) Like, dear Mr. (laughs) Yeah, it was basically me begging and I just want to learn how to fish He's and it. I'll work hard and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> she took a chance on us. So I was his mate and, and George fished every single day and sometimes twice a day. So, I mean, I was out there at it. The day I turned 18, I got my captain's license. Captain's licenses, you have to renew yeah. them every five years. I renewed it five times. So for 25 years, ran charters, daily fishing charters out on Lake Michigan. So
1: How does one get their captain's license? Is it based on hours? How many fish you catch? What caliber of fish you catch? What uh,
0: it has nothing to do with the fish you catch, but you have to have certain hours on the lake you have to pass a rigorous exam so there's a, pr- a process to getting it one of the big things is you have to be 18 so the day i turned 18 my mom and i went to Toledo Ohio to the Coast Guard <laughs> testing center i passed the test and bam became a licensed captain so
1: and if you don't know Grand Haven Michigan is the Coast Guard city but why wouldn't the Coast Guard testing post be there instead of Toledo
0: at that time you had to go to Toledo Ohio to take the captain's exam you don't have to do that today but that was the deal back then so you Passed the exam. Passed the exam, became a captain, started running charters on my own boat. That was just a a passion and a love affair that that remains to this day. I don't run charters anymore, but now I fish these tournaments. So just
1: about every weekend, I'm out on Lake Michigan chasing salmon around. Come hell or high water, really? Pretty much. I mean, the swells. I've come from a family of fishermen, too, and the downriggers and all that. I like to go, but when there's swells, you wouldn't think you'd get sick. The little bumps don't get you sick. It's those swells that get you. I've hung over the side of a few boats. I've seen a
0: lot of people hanging over the side. You've never, you don't get (laughs) seasick. You've never been. No, I'm fortunate. Uh, It just doesn't bother me a bit.
1: So the downriggers and when you do all this with the, okay, I'm going to start trying to speak your speak. Do you troll? It's all trolling, or do you cast? Okay, it's all trolling, controlled
0: depth sport fishing. Oh, this How's is that interesting. Yeah. Explain. So the fish are in different parts of the water column based on water temperature and where the bait fish are. So we have to do things to go where the fish are, get the the baits in front of them. So lots of different techniques to do that with wire line, copper line, planer boards, downriggers, dipsy <laughs> divers, all these crazy different methods, just simply to get your baits in front of the fish based on how far down they
1: are. And the water temperature, and you have to know all that?
0: You have to know all that. Fortunately, the the electronics and tools that are available today are just incredible, so you can stick a little probe on your downrigger weight and send that thing down, and it shows you the speed and temperature at whatever depth you want to go, and um, yeah, it's almost a science now, rather
1: than... Do you watch that, or uh, t- what's the tuna one? Wicked uh, Tuna. Wicked Tuna. Yes, and Deadliest Catch. Yes. It? Yes, but yes. Wicked Tuna, how do they know those are tuna down there? When they're marking it if- fish, is it because it's so big? Based on the, how do they know? You know,
0: I can't speak to that. Um, I just think they know that they're in the area where tuna should be and they're marking fish down there and assume. With Lake Michigan fishing, you can generally tell what type of fish it is um, by how it marks on your sonar, what it shows up. You know, a, a real pointed V mark, that's a salmon generally. A more rounded is a lake trout generally. So it's just all crazy stuff that you learn after doing it for 40 years.
1: How do I, f- I feel like you're a guy, once you figure out where well, there's a will, there's a way. And once you figure out the way, you just, you slay it. Like, I do this salmon have a chance against Tom Jacobs? <laughs> Unfortunately, the salmon have a great chance. That's why they call it fishing instead of catching. <laughs> and when, you, when you say it's the most fun you've ever had, there's a lot of downtime. That takes patience. My day job is so go, go, go and on that when I'm out
0: on the lake, just very peaceful, very relaxing. Fish are biting, that's wonderful. If they're not, that's okay.
1: Um, Do you know they say that I took a scuba diving lesson and I got certified and they say people who are type A, go, 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 that water, I'm a swimmer too, I sp- spend a yeah. lot of my life in the water. It was very calming. Absolutely. And it really is. He said, you're going to be a great at ever because you're hyper. And so, <laughs> which hyper used to be a compliment now, but uh, so it's a zen. It's a very calming. Biggest thing you've ever caught? Biggest fish you've ever caught? Biggest
0: salmon we've ever caught is 36 pounds, which is a monster salmon. Typically, if you catch a fish over 20 pounds, I mean, that is a trophy monster fish. There's been fish recently, I think last summer, we had a guy in one of our tournaments catch a 38-pound king? I mean, it looked like a prehistoric creature.
1: They're Just angry and big and... How old is that fish?
0: Massive. That's a four-year-old fish. The salmon are on a four-year life cycle. They live for four years. They go up the river, spawn, and die.
1: Now, I have fly fished before. I pulled a salmon on a fly, which took... At the Rogue River in Rockford, it took me about 40 minutes to land him. He was angry. They're, well, or frustrated, because they're coming up to spawn. <laughs> so yeah. they're... They, do not they do they die after that? Is that what they happens?
0: Do. Yeah, they decompose it sad? and die. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fertilize the eggs and they die. That's it. So uh, yeah, but I mean, they're it's the weirdest thing. A fish, they're born, they swim out to the lake, they swim around, then they swim right back up and die. That's about it. And it's kind of like I'm <laughs> I'm about to make the <laughs> I'm about to make the comparison with humans. It's like you work your whole life, you swim back up the river, and you hope that you can retire. <laughs>
0: That's about right, you know. That's about right. So I would say to people, listen, you got to enjoy the journey. It's not all about the destination yeah. and, and saving and saving and saving and saving. So that one day you can retire. It's about saving and saving and having a plan and enjoying the journey. And the retiring is just the last step of the journey.
1: Because you see those people who, and even when you were at your saving phase, even when you were not, this business wasn't booming, you were still fishing. Yeah.
0: I've been fishing for as long as I can remember.
1: Because you were still, you still didn't, people don't, you don't want to give that up. You don't want to give up living while you're working. Exactly. You want to be able to do what you love. Exactly. But you want to be able to do it on steroids when you're done, you know, when you're done working. That's exactly And I wanted to make the comparison between fishing and life and starting a business, because for you, I feel like the consistency you've had, we we found out last week that you... um you were in real estate, and the issue with your parents, and so you thought there has to be a better way to save for retirement or to have money when you retire. I just found it interesting that in there, you have one, the fishing passion was always there, and there has to be a comparison with how you feel about retirement and life, and how you feel about how fun it is to fish. And you're like, oh, Michelle, that sounds like a stretch, but it isn't.
0: It, it really isn't. You know, in my nature, I'm just a real competitive guy. Um, <laughs> we want to win in everything we do. We want our clients to win in their retirement plans. When we're out fishing, I don't care how many fish I catch as long as it's one more than the next closest <laughs> guy. <laughs> so that's just our nature. And as we were running charters, it was so fun to watch people that have never enjoyed Lake Michigan, never caught a fish before to watch them have that experience and light up. It's so fun to watch people be able to successfully retire because they've got a great plan and now they're set and can do what they want to do and blah, blah, blah. So it kind of all goes together.
1: Yeah, I feel like it does too. And I feel like you are just one of these. People people who, I said it before, that you want to see people succeed like you are a giver. And I know these guys who do these fishing charters and they, do they love to catch fish? Sure. But the whole thing is to watch other people do it. To sure. watch the kids do it. To watch the first timers do it. I mean, to get out on a charter and do that. What's to the, No, when you catch those huge ones, you throw them back? Or do you keep them? Well, in, how does that co- work?
0: Typically when we're on a charter, we keep them because the customers want to take the fish home. You know, mm-hmm. we, we clean them and flay them and ice them and bag them and whatever. In tournaments, we have to keep them because we have to take them back to weigh them and you know, yeah. see how we're doing points-wise. Um I'm not a fish eater, to, to be candid. Uh, if it's Wait, deep, at if it, all? Well, if it's deep fried and covered with batter perch. or something. I, I had perch last night. You which fried which perch. Battered fried perch, which was great. But um, yeah. the idea of just going and order a nice big salmon filet, um, that's not my game. I like to catch them, like to kill them, <laughs> like to filet them. <laughs> and feed them. I <laughs> like to watch other people enjoy them. Fish yeah.
1: filet and feed. <laughs> so did you remember the guys last year who got caught cheating? Yeah, that was a big walleye tournament on the other side of the state. Wow, stage. here in Michigan, if you miss it, was made national news. They had weights yeah. inside the fish. Dummies. I, and they got caught and then they stood there while they cut them
0: open. It's it's amazing. You know, um, greed is a nasty thing. As I mentioned, I own a, a business now that promotes and runs tournaments and we've had to make some changes to our tournament rules as a result of that. And now we've got people taking polygraph tests and all kinds of things. What? I mean, because we're not fishing for 10 bucks. I mean, there's, you know, 20 $20,000 purses. Um, it's a big money game. And unfortunately, some people cheat.
1: How did they catch these guys? It's because somebody else held the fish. Do you remember that they laid them all down? Yeah.
0: I, I, all I remember is as a weight popped out or something, it was Cut discovered. Yeah. The, the guy's like, cheater, cheater, and cheater. And that just sparked this huge thing and an uproar. Whoa. And oh my gosh. Yeah. It, national news. I mean, it was a big deal. And all these tournament directors around the country are now like, holy macaroni. We, we got to pay attention because these ding dongs are cheating. It's not
1: fun if somebody cheats. It isn't. I mean, it's not, is it that important? I mean, it's important to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm competitive, yeah. too. But is it that important that you have to cheat? I mean, I don't... You know, I don't... For me, that win
0: wouldn't taste as good if it was a cheat. No. I mean I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm a competitive guy, and we love to
1: win, but I want to win the right way. There was a tournament up north where somebody put ice in the fish for weight. Think about it. That's brilliant, because it melts. You can't really catch them. What? What do you mean? And they got, it wasn't even ice fishing. It was, I want to say, walleye, maybe. Yeah. And they got caught cheating. Greed is of a nasty thing. I can't imagine it. And you know, which which is going to launch me into this next thing about greed. And I have to tread lightly because I don't want to diss on anybody else. I just don't understand. We've talked about how you help people in their retirement. And we talked about how your parents lost some of their retirement. Mm-hmm. And you said there has to be a better way. These 401ks, they're up and down. Oh my Lord, you can lose. And we, I talked to somebody at one point who, that you don't take fees from your clients. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. Is that you don't? I'm not taking part of my parents' estate and giving it to you to figure out what to do with their money. To me, that's counterproductive. I agree. Or and greedy. Yeah, they wanted to know what my parents' house was worth, and I mean, my parents have a ranch. You know, it's a sensible ranch. So when they asked about fees, they said, "Well, when we sell, that my fee can come right out of the sale of the house." And I thought, "Well, we're not selling yet." Like, wait, yeah, whoa, right, yeah. you know? And then they really were concerned with how many children they are, because where who's Getting how m- and right. I thought...
0: Yeah. I never heard of that way of being compensated by getting paid later on the sale of an asset. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they wanted you to sign something in blood. Oh, it and, was... And,
1: yeah, it was...
0: Yeah, it was... So they don't care if the, if you pay them up front or if you pay them later, uh, as long as they get
1: paid. You were paying... And there might have been like, a, like some up front, but yeah, because I, I thought, where are we going to find that money except to what? And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to tell you that we didn't do that with my parents. And uh, yeah. and we did have to um, figure out a way. We did the paperwork. And the other thing was, they were just submitting paperwork to certain places to make sure that, oh, that the uh, Social Security, all this stuff we had to submit... And we did all of that. Mm-hmm. We did the same thing they were going to do, not for the $38,000 fee. Though. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Fees do nothing but rob your returns.
1: And period. Yeah. And if you want to have a lovely retirement and you want to fish and you want to enjoy life, I'm still, it all goes back to me, fishing. And I'm still interested. I still have more questions before we're done today. So your charter business that you have, and you started as a 12-year-old kid, uh, you know, under a guy who has owned charter businesses for years. And and it's not a charter business. I'm sorry. It's a fishing tournament. How does somebody find out about that? What is that about? How can we get involved in that?
0: Go to our website, it's tournamenttrail.net. You go there. All of our tournaments, all of our sponsors, registration, everything is right there on that website. It is super cool. And if you've never been to a tournament, I would encourage you just to come on uh, on a Sunday. Come to the final weigh-in from the second day. It's really cool to see the fish, to see the boats, to see these crazy captains, these characters, the awards ceremony. It's it's something neat. And I would say bring your kids because I want to get your kids hooked on fishing so that they can enjoy the resources that I've been able to.
1: And you know what? It gets them outside. Amen. It, it's just a really beautiful... I've been to... Uh, I have a little place up by a lake, and I've been to a lot of the weigh-ins. It's just fun to go see. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's competitive, though. It can be competitive. Yeah,
0: there are some crazy characters that uh, are charter captains. and and, the, and these tournaments aren't just for charter captains. There's two divisions, usually a pro and an am. And the am division is really designed to get grandpa taking his grandson out and just enjoying the, the lake, having the opportunity to participate in a tournament, and go to a captain's meeting, just kind of be a part of all that. So right. um, you know, I'm more excited about the amateur fishermen, the guys that are bringing their boat on a trailer and stuff like that, as opposed to these, you know, big time charter captains.
1: So if somebody were to, I don't know, be a client of Jacob's Financial, they could maybe go on a charter. Sure. <laughs> sure. You've taken clients. I know you've competed with clients. It's probably interesting. Before. I had a guy
0: call me. This is no kidding. I had a guy call me last week. He was at one of our live events and Kalamazoo. He ended up meeting with one of our advisors, Ray. And the guy said, look, do you think Tom would take me fishing? And Ray said, I don't know for sure, but much better chance if you become our client. Oh, that's <laughs> so, a <laughs> Bam. So anyway, yeah, we would love to do that.
1: But you know, Tom, I just wanted people to get to know you as a person because you're just, uh, you're one of those people and that's a compliment. You're just one of those guys. Like if you say, I got a guy, that guy's Tom really, you need something. I got a guy. Are you, <laughs> you really want, I got a guy. Um, you need to go fishing. I got a guy. Um, so I wanted people, cause I, to me, fishing, is just, it's a really good analogy for how you do business, how you're a caring person, a captain of a boat through the next few weeks to come. We're going to talk to some of your employees, some of your clients and some of the people in the community who you've done business with. That's great.
0: We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Jacobs Financial Services offers insurance and annuity products. All guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. We do not provide investment, tax, or legal advice and are not affiliated with any government agency.